0: to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology podcast with Dr. Lee Bacham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. This may come as a surprise to you, but to date, no person has ever said to me, "You know, I'm just not doing it. I'm just slacking off here. I'm doing nothing. I'm really just kind of shooting sub par." Now, there are some people who feel like they're not doing enough, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when people really get down there, what they tell me is that they're really trying to do what they need to do, and sometimes they're not making progress, but they know that they're trying as hard as they can. They not, may not tell me where they want to be. That's that's a place where you know they, they want to stretch to something new, so they may not be saying I'm where I want to be. But they may be stuck and they may be at an unhealthy place and they may be very ineffective, but they're still trying to get somewhere where pushing as hard as they can, paddling as hard as they can upstream. And sometimes that's the real issue, that they're actually going against the forces that are, are flowing along, but they're doing the best they can. And that's the important part. They're doing the best they can. We're in the middle of a series on the immutable laws of living, and today's is less about some technique to do or or something to really kind of aim for as much as a mindset to understand. The mindset I'm trying to talk about in this immutable law is that people do the best they can where they are. People do the best they can given where they are. This is a central precept for me of life. Now, sometimes I'll admit that I uh, allow myself to get in my own way, that I might be too judgmental of people or I might jump to too many conclusions about how they ought to be doing better. But when I step back, I realize that people are doing the best they can where they are, given what they understand about themselves and the world. Now, there are some very important distinctions in there. So let's just narrow that down and say people are doing the best they can where they are. People tend to be very hard on themselves and hard on other people, but when we take this approach, it changes how we understand people. We humans tend to often get ourselves into trouble. The reason is because we often believe our own rationalizations. If you're watching the politics, you might wonder, do they even believe what they're saying? But we all fall in that trap where we keep saying the stories, the same stories to people that maybe even originally we saw it as an excuse, but eventually we convince ourselves. And sometimes we convince ourselves right off the bat. We just rationalize our way into believing some things that are just rationalizations. We also tend to, as humans, ignore evidence to the contrary. When things are not going well, we tend to ignore that until the last minute. Eventually it becomes unnoticeable, but for a while we're often not noticing the evidence that points to the contrary of what we're doing. We as humans also tend to overanalyze everything. We take in information and we process it to death, sometimes to the point where we're so caught up in analyzing it that we also underact. So we're overanalyzing and underacting. And yet, even given all of that, we're doing the best we can where we are given what's going on right now. So let's unpack that just for a little bit to understand what I'm talking about. I believe that people are, are really moving in directions that are, in their belief, the best place to go. That doesn't mean they're the best place to go, but in their belief, they're the best place to go. I'm not saying that people are acting from an optimal position, that people really are at their top of their game. But I do believe that still they are doing the best they can where they are. I'm inviting you to take a leap of faith in believing that also if that's not what you hold as a primary precept. Some people think that people just are worthless and, and, and troublemakers and that's what we are at our core, that we are somehow rotten at the core. I don't believe that. I believe that we get in our own way but that we are trying to do the best we can and we're constantly trying to get to a better place, even if we don't know what that means, what it looks like, or how we would do it. There really are two implications to that statement. You're doing the best you can where you are and people are doing the best they can where they are. It's about people around us, other people around us and ourselves. When we take that approach to other people, we have to do one very important thing. We have to build empathy. We have to step back and say, you know, that person is doing the best they can where they are. So what's in their way? Is it something from their past? Is it something that's going on now? Is it a misunderstanding they have of of life or of intention or anything else? Where are they stuck? How are they doing the best they can? See, that changes a little bit. Instead of assuming that somebody's out to hurt everybody else and somebody's out for personal gain. And, and let me just say, yes, there are sociopaths and psychopaths in the world. That's, that's a given. But there are very few and far between. And even there, they usually come from a hurt past where they're still trying to figure out how to navigate a world from a wounded place. So that creates an empathy when we say, How? Are those people doing the best they can where they are? How am I missing that when I'm seeing them as less than? And then it's about ourselves. How do we apply it to ourselves? And that's called self-compassion. So empathy is for others and self-compassion for ourselves where we give ourselves a break and say, you know what, if I'm doing the best I can, then maybe I need to give myself the benefit of the doubt a little bit instead of constantly comparing myself to other people, To be able to say, wow, you know, I really am trying to get to a different place. I really am trying to get to a better place, even if I'm not sure what that place is. So what about the people who do bad things? What about people who do mean things? They say hurtful things and make bad decisions. One of the times when I really changed my thinking was when i read some uh, words from a stoic philosopher that said the pe- reason people do anything they do is because it seems reasonable. Think about that. The reason people do anything is because it seems reasonable. You're driving down the road. You accidentally cut somebody off. They pull up beside you. They they you know, they act mean, they want to pull over and have a fight with you. They have road rage everywhere. And somehow it seemed reasonable to them. Now, this is not to excuse them from responsibility, and it's not to say we don't do anything about that as much as it's to say that people act in ways that seem reasonable because if it didn't seem reasonable, they would do something else. Is that true for you? Do you do the things you do because it seems reasonable? And is the problem that other people do other things different than you would do them because it seems reasonable to them? I've worked with couples as they are at the end of a marriage that either has to get better or fail, and one is saying, I want to hold this together, and the other is saying, I want to take this apart, and both people think that they are entirely reasonable about what they're wanting to do and why they're wanting to do it. They come at it from exactly opposite perspectives, and yet both people think that they are entirely reasonable about what they're trying to do. There is no right answer to that kind of thing, but both people believe it to be reasonable. There's a reason for that, and they they make it a reasonable choice. We humans have the ability to fool others and ourselves, and we usually do that for both self-preservation and personal gain, that we try to save how we view, how others view us, and we also are trying to move to a better place, and that includes how we view other people. Sometimes it's easier to look down upon somebody else and to make judgments about somebody else because it moves their position as different from you, as lower than you, as not quite as on their game, as not trying as hard, as not being as competent. And yet we both sides are doing the best we can. You're doing the best you can. The other person's doing the best they can. But sometimes it still seems reasonable or unreasonable. So how do we violate This one single rule, this law of living, this immutable law of living. I I would say that there are three ways that we violate this law. One is from superiority, that we somehow think that we are above the machinations of other people, that they are somehow lower than us, that they make worse decisions than us, that they are on the wrong route. Think how this plays out in our politics today. I know I keep bringing that up because it's such. An interesting case study to look at. We always believe that our viewpoint is the right one, the other person's is the wrong one, and they are entirely inaccurate and unreasonable and not looking at the evidence when they stay in that position. And both sides are doing it. We come at it from a place of superiority. My position is better. My position is right. Your position is wrong. Yours is a worse position. Yours will get us into trouble as both sides are proclaiming left and right. So we come at it from a a superiority perspective. Superiority breaks this rule because when we're taking a superior position to somebody else's, we're making a judgment about that person and we're assuming that they are not doing all they need to do. They're not working as hard as they need to. They're not being the best they can. They're not doing the best they can. So superiority is one way we violate this rule. The second way is inferiority. That's when we think ourselves as less, that we ought to be doing more, that we ought to be further along, that we ought to be doing a better job, better on our game, maybe more beautiful or more talented or more wealthy or whatever it is that we're using as the yardstick. And so we use an inferiority perspective where we're no longer assuming that we're doing the best we can. We might even extend that to other people, but we take it away from ourselves where we don't truly believe that we're doing the best we can. That comes from a position of inferiority. Instead of being able to say, you know what, I really am doing the best I can, given where I am right now. And the third way is judgmentalism. There's always a judgment call when we don't live in the place of recognizing that people are doing the best they can. There's a judgmental side to that, either to ourselves or to the other person of saying they're wrong, they're inaccurate, they're uh, over-rationalizing, they're overreaching, they're missing the mark, they're falling short, any of those, and we apply it to ourselves the same way, where we make a judgmental attitude towards the other person rather than accepting that they have a story to tell and a story that creates who they are and why they react and why they respond the way they do. Part of what happens in a therapy or a coaching situation is that the therapist or the coach is trying to figure out why that person is stuck in a maladaptive state, why they're stuck in a maladaptive cycle. Not that it's a wrong cycle, because it worked at one point. And that's the nature of the the places that trip us up in our lives. They worked at one point. That's why you do those things that trip you up, because it once worked. It may no longer work, but it once worked. And it's hard to give those things up. But we still are doing the best we can Where we are. So how do we get back into abeyance of this law? How do we get back to the place where we're moving in a better direction? Let me suggest that there are four places that we do that. One is in compassion, self-compassion and compassion for the other person. Compassion, self-compassion is when we accept that we're not going to always knock it out of the ballpark that not everything we do is going to turn golden, that there are times when we have to rest and slow down and back off and try again and try something different and get a different perspective that we have to let ourselves off the hook. Sometimes that's self-compassion. Other compassion is when we look at the other person with empathy, recognizing the story they have, the history they have, the reason they may be acting the way they do. We might not even be able to come up with the exact reason, but to assume that there is a reason that the person is acting the way they are, that they're reacting or responding the way they are, that there's a story behind that. That's the heart of empathy. The second way we get back into abeyance is to accept what is. I think one of the places we really get caught in life, I know it is true for myself, is arguing with what really is. You know, think about when you're driving down the road and there's traffic all around you and you're so frustrated with that traffic and how hard it is for you to get to where you want to, your, your frustration isn't changing anything about that traffic. It's not getting you anywhere any faster. All it's doing is having you to wrestle with what is because you want it to be different than it is. I, I certainly know it's true for myself that, you know, when there's a traffic jam, I can get pretty frustrated and yet that doesn't change a thing. Today, I was at the grocery store getting a few things, and I was checking out, and I was watching as the people in front of me were slowly checking through their stuff, and I found my frustration level, and I took a deep breath and said, they're doing the best they can, and also recognized that my struggling was really against what is. I was having a hard time accepting that I was going to have to stay in that line while people did what they were going to do. There was no rushing through it. There's nothing I could do about it that would have at least been civil. And yet we constantly find ourselves struggling with what is. This is true in big events and little events. When bad things happen, we struggle against what is. The root of a lot of our anger and frustration is that we're struggling with that what is. So the way we get back into abeyance is to accept what is, to realize that we have control over some things and not other things, and things happen. Life goes on and we continue to have to struggle with what is. But when we struggle, we lose. Accepting what is brings us back into this law. The third thing is to look for reasonableness. Look at how people find things to be reasonable Watch as people struggle to make something reasonable or to understand how they see things as reasonable. Look for that reasonableness as it evolves around you. Whenever we look for reasonableness, it begins to show us the reasoning somebody has of why they're where they are. And we also have to look at our own reasonableness of how we're reasoning something. And the fourth thing is to practice forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is a huge topic for another day, another podcast, but when we choose to practice forgiveness, we can both forgive the other and the self. We can forgive ourselves for falling short, for not having all the resources that we might have to have for a perfect life, that for having to have struggles in our life, that that's part of what happens. And so we forgive ourselves for where we fall short and where we've fallen short, and we extend the same to others. This is not letting them off the hook. This is just recognizing that we don't have to carry that around anymore because part of the reason we have to change our view to get back to that people doing the best they can where they are is because they do things that bother us and hurt us and discourage us and frustrate us. And when we practice forgiveness, we practice letting it go, letting ourselves move to a new place. Now, this is one of my central precepts, and I would just invite you to try it on to see if you can find the place where you and those around you are truly doing the best they can where they are. This is Lee Balkum, wishing you a thriving life.